This is Active Christianity's Living the Gospel podcast. Join us as we explore different aspects of the gospel according to the Bible and how we can put this into practice in daily life. Hi everyone, it's me again, Malenko. Today I'm joined by Julia, who's been a regular contributor to Active Christianity over the years. So welcome to Julia. Thank you. It's my first time here, so I'm pretty excited. Well, summer in the Northern Hemisphere is well and truly over now, and we're getting back into the rhythm of daily life. Julia, what's daily life like for you? Well, I live in Canada, Malenko, so for me, obviously, I wake up in the morning, eat a tall stack of pancakes with maple syrup, <laughs> and then I head out of the igloo and hitch up the dogs to the sled to go to work. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, just kidding, of course. Um, pretty standard. Go to work in the morning, come home in the evening. I have responsibilities of managing a home, and I spend a lot of time with friends and family. That sounds pretty familiar, but uh, in between all of that, you also find time to write an article once in a while for Active Christianity. Uh, what would you say inspires you to write? Uh, usually, I mean, I'd say that, you know, you can sit down and, and say, I like to write about this, but nothing really comes. But when it comes from daily life and something that I've experienced, then that's when inspiration comes. I've had experiences where I'm sitting at work and suddenly something about the way I am really comes to the forefront. And then I think, oh, I need a, I need a way to deal with this. What is, how do I get rid of this? This something that I see in myself that I don't like. And then that answer will come to me. Right. And then I, then I can write something from personal experience about it. So it's uh, practical Christianity, active Christianity. If you yeah, like. I guess it's, you could say it is. Exactly. But that's, that's exactly <laughs> what it's all about. Now, so today we're actually going to talk a little bit about what we allow ourselves to see and hear and how we can keep ourselves pure in a world full of impurity. That's right. This is a topic that's always been important uh, and maybe more important today than ever before, where we really have to be aware of what's going on in the world around us. That's right. There is a lot of stuff available just at the tap of a finger to anybody who wants it. And sometimes even when we don't want it, it comes before our eyes. Because with social media and the internet, everything that was previously in the hidden has come very much to the forefront. Yeah. Malenko, you work a lot with young people, and I think you wrote an article on this topic based on conversations with them? Yes, I actually, I've talked a lot with young people, and this has really come up. And I, I see young people, Christian young people, want to keep themselves pure from all the, the ugly stuff that's going on in the world, but they're not really sure how. And we're just bombarded with stuff. And that's what really inspired me to write this article. The title of the article is, Am I Drinking from Contaminated Water or a Pure Well? And you write in the article about becoming desensitized. Why is this dangerous and how can a young person avoid this? Well, that, that was part of the title was about drinking, drinking from a particular source. And that's a choice you can make. And this, uh, this is what inspired me as well. When I think about it, what in the world today, we get bombarded from all sides by different things that we maybe can't choose but certain things we can choose what we watch what we follow what we listen to and so on and if I choose to follow something that I know contains impurities among a lot of other things that are maybe funny or informative I've made that choice and that will desensitize it you. will mm -hmm. yeah as I I get used to it you know it doesn't it doesn't affect me anymore things that I saw were serious before I don't anymore and the thing is I have to think like God thinks for th God these things are an abomination right and if I want to serve God do I see them as an abomination do I allow myself to watch these things that's that's the seriousness of mm. it that things that are bad for God become normal for me Which that I don't 
react to them anymore. Right. And for example, with social media, it can be a tool that's really useful for the good, but it can also be a vacuum that sucks someone right into stuff that can be, if not downright evil, at least a waste of time or completely unedifying and empty. So what advice would you give a young person who wants to keep themselves pure with regards to social media? As you said, social media actually can be a real force for the good. It can be a, a way we can uh, edify each other. It can also be just a good form of communication, obviously. But in all of this, we have to be aware that there's also other forces at work. And I have to know what my stand is, my relationship to God for example, my relationship to Jesus, what do I really want with life? Maybe I should be just asking myself that question. If I, would I be able to watch this together with Jesus? Or when I've finished with this, can I talk to God in right. the same way? Uh, I think that's an important thing that I, I see that for myself, that my relationship to God is the most important of all. And if I think of that, if I have that consciously before me, then uh, other things fall into place pretty quickly. What's right, what's wrong? Yeah, for sure. So let's take a listen to the article and see what else he wrote there to encourage young people to be aware of what they are allowing themselves. Am I drinking from contaminated water or a pure well? Written by Malenko van der Staal. Pause to think about the significance of these incredible verses. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself, just as he is pure. 1 John 3, verse 2 and 3. The first question I ask myself is, what is my hope? Do I believe the enormity of what John is writing here, that I will actually see Jesus as he is and be like him? If so, the second question immediately arises, so what am I doing about it? Does this stir me not just to get my act together, but to purify myself, just as he is pure? Maybe this can appear almost impossible. The world is full of impurity, in daily talk, in the media. The spirit of the times is all about satisfying our lusts. Obscene language has become commonplace, and bad attitudes are displayed without shame. Social media and other media are full of pictures and stories representing people's dissatisfaction, mockery, blasphemy, vanity, criticism, pessimism, and especially their impure lusts. I seem to be bombarded by impressions from all sides in varying degrees of bad and good. It is a fact that I have lusts in my nature that are aroused by these outside influences. They come up as thoughts and feelings of irritation, contempt, criticism, impurity, vanity, discouragement, and so on. But what about purifying myself and keeping myself pure? If I compare my heart and mind to a well of water, I can see how important this is. A small amount of contaminated water will pollute a pure well. However, a polluted well is not purified simply by adding clean water. To become pure, all the contamination must be removed and to remain pure, all pollution must be rigidly kept out. It's the same with my spiritual life. My lusts react to a situation and try to enter my mind and heart like a trickle of dirty water into the well. If I allow these thoughts to live, I become contaminated by sin and its influence starts to grow and spread in my life. Entertaining impure thoughts, letting my curiosity get the better of me 
and giving in to the lust of the eyes opens a crack in the floodgates, and sooner or later I become a slave of my lusts. A small thought of envy that is allowed to live grows like cancer and I gradually become a bitter and critical person. If I have already been contaminated by giving in to my lusts, I must repent and ask for forgiveness. In His goodness and mercy, God is willing to forgive my sin and completely cleanse me. The contamination is removed and I once more become a pure well. Now, of course, I must keep it that way. I can't always avoid seeing or hearing things that trigger a reaction from my flesh. But there is only one way out when I'm tempted. Pray, fight and suffer to remain pure and overcome the evil. And God gives me the Holy Spirit to guide me and to give me the strength I need to overcome. However, not all temptation is unavoidable. Then there is another strategy to keep myself pure. Flee for my life. This has to do with my attitude and my hope. In which direction do I want my life to go? I can't avoid all bad influences, but I don't need to look them up or tolerate them. By exposure to these influences, my eyes are tempted to look, my tongue is tempted to speak, and my mind is tempted to think things that perhaps never would have occurred to me otherwise. If I want to see God, why would I let my eyes wander, reading and watching all kinds of material that is laced with blasphemy, mockery, impurity and filth? Why subscribe to social media channels that toy around with these lusts, even if it's only occasionally? If I'm not wholehearted, I quickly find excuses. It's not that bad. I can tackle it. I know where I stand. This is generally funny, so I'll tolerate the obscenities. Maybe I think I can handle it because I'm used to it. It doesn't really affect me anymore. But maybe there should be some red lights flashing a warning. Am I becoming desensitized for things that are an abomination for God? Are they commonplace for me because they're commonplace for the world? Am I opening myself for impure spirits by getting used to them? It is unfitting for someone who is preparing to meet Jesus and God to be desensitized to sin and the things of the world due to overexposure that could have been avoided. How can I even expect to keep myself pure with a mind like that? By becoming dull in my senses, I am in danger of becoming a polluted well, representing the work of Satan, impurity, complaining, hatred, blasphemy, pride, arrogance, self-seeking, vanity, unbelief, discouragement, the list goes on. But that is not my hope and my calling. It is fitting for a disciple to be filled with the same vengeance, indignation and zeal that was in Jesus when he met sin. Fight sin in my flesh and flee from corruption. If I believe in Jesus, follow him and obey his commandments, rivers of living water will flow from my heart. I drink deeply of the pure water of God's word, setting my mind on the things above. By using the word, I get keen senses to discern between good and evil and am armed to fight. I myself become a well of pure living water, representing all that is of God. Purity, faithfulness, thankfulness, love, holiness, humility, selflessness, meekness, faith, encouragement, the list goes on. That is my hope and calling. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in its lusts. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall not have dominion over you. Romans 6 verses 12 to 14 Flee also youthful lusts, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace 
with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. 2 Timothy 2 verse 22 I think that's pretty clear. The truth is that if someone wants to keep themselves pure, it's possible. But we really have to be completely decided about who we serve, don't we? Yeah, and we have to be willing to give up our own will, and I think that's the key. So this topic really ties in with what we were talking about at the start about daily life, because this is daily life for most of us, so it, it really is relevant. It really is. Next week, we're going to talk about another very relevant topic. We're going to talk about understanding how God sees us. Self-esteem is such a big part of every person's life, how they see themselves, and it's so vital for us to learn to understand how God sees us. Right. Also, don't forget that you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram as well for daily encouragement. Thanks for listening, and remember to tune in for next week's episode. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.